in this podcast, I'm going to look at the performance features of melodrama. I'm going to bring in some special guests later. I was going to edit them, but actually I'm going to play them to you in their entirety because Nick and Eli are very, very funny and far more interesting to listen to than I am. So, melodrama. You've heard us talk about the fact that melodrama is all about declamatory acting. So it's larger than life. It's really exaggerated. And at the time, the directors and the actors pinpointed 10 major emotions. And so these major emotions are the ones that you're going to see exemplified and extended by the actors of melodrama. So those are basic emotions of joy and grief and fear and anger and pity, scorn, hatred, jealousy, wonder, and of course the most important, love. Now these emotions are shown through large gestures, extreme poses, and strong facial expressions. We also talk about the lines being declaimed. Now this is all because the theatres are huge. You've got about three and a half to 4,000 people in one space, and there's no big screens. There's no close-ups, so everything has to be that much bigger so the audience can actually be engaged and see what's going on. You've got gasps, you've got evil laughter, you've got swoons, you've got sighs. All these things made the melodrama very engaging to the audience. We've got topical jokes, anything that's relevant, and of the time, and especially if it's laughing a little bit at politicians or the royals, but only in a very subtle, sophisticated way, it was loved by the lower classes. You've got slapstick, you've got fights, you've got comic interludes, and even sometimes audience singing. The use of asides is a very important feature of melodrama. So the actor's going to walk down to the apron to be closer to the audience, and it reveals their secret thoughts. Usually they do it with a hand lifted to the mouth, and so they know that's a real visual link to show that it's an aside that can't be heard by the other characters on stage. Because the theatres are so big, the voices are loud, and they're clear, and they're overstated. They extend the use of voice, so you extend your vowels anything to grasp that audience and they do the rolling of the r's and the sibilant s's especially if you're a villain so you can bring up that foreign element and we talk about it being xenophobia the fear of the strangers the hatred of them because these foreigners are coming in and taking over what was theirs so you've got the ravish and you've got the i shall seduce her Sometimes the talk of the S links the villain to the idea of the snake in the Bible. The snake that tempted Eve and caused them to have to leave the beautiful idol of the Garden of Eden. So again, linking the villain to someone evil. And that's also why the villain will hiss at the audience, because that's what a serpent or a snake would do. The mood is overly dramatic, and sometimes... This overdramatization would be played for comic effect. Some of the scenes would be very fast paced, especially the battles, but then sometimes, especially the romance scenes or the death of an elderly parent, would be very slow to pull out the sentiment to make the audience really feel that emotion. So it's that 
real keen feeling of something because they wanted to feel the emotion to take them away from their sad, pathetic lives. Now, there's the use of that incredible, spectacular events. We've got chases, we've got fight scenes. And just like a Hollywood blockbuster movie, the better the effects, the more likely you are to get the audience in. So we're still thinking about money at this time as well. So if they could have, say for example, in Black Eyed Susan, the whole half a ship on stage, that's amazing. And the people are gonna come and see it. It's as simple as bums on seat. You're going to have tension always by the struggle of the good versus evil. And those really strong emotions are perhaps linked to a moral struggle. What is right? What should I do? And that might be something that the hero has to work through, even though it's really obvious to the audience that it's actually going to turn out and he's going to make the right moral choice. We know that there's great big production numbers and we know that there's an orchestra in the orchestra pit. The singing and the dancing and these incredible spectacles of, say, for example, the horse race on stage makes the audience want to come back again and again. The audience is encouraged to boo. To hiss and they also had these noisemakers that they would shake so when the evil villains names mentioned they can make all these noises and they can stamp and cheering was encouraged for the hero as well you know about the use of the entrances and exits stage left was only ever used for the evil or the dark characters so left in french is sinistre and it's the root of the word sinister right is always the good and the light. Let's talk to the boys about the use of different voices. So these are our, our special guests and it's a very noisy classroom. So I might have to shut the door. Hello, special guests. Hey. Hello, Bridget. So special guests special are... Guests. Nick and Eli, who are going to help us a little bit with some voices and some stock phrases. I'm actually going to edit this, so I'm going to cut everything and just get your amazing voices and your talking. We love melodrama, don't we? Yep, melodrama is a thing we do. Okay, so first of all, right. we're going to look at the villain. Who is the villain? Tell me. He's the bad guy. He is the antagonist. Nick's just staring <laughs> at the computer like some kind of... cool blue lines, dude. Why are there two blue lines? That's Because we're in stereo. Left or right voice. Left or right voice. Oh, so voice. I could do like a little bit of ASMR yeah. on one side, and then on the other side I come through. But <laughs> just like that. We're going to start with the villain. So you've told me the villain is the bad guy and the antagonist. Over to you, gentlemen. I want a stock phrase that the villain would say, and can we have the villain's accent? Go. I will ravish you. Mwahaha. that was good. We could do a voting system. Thanks, Nick, Mom. why don't you do it? And we'll see who's yeah, better. competition, my bro. I will ravish her. Got the pose in there and everything. He did yeah. get the pose, the but pose obviously doesn't translate quite so well to a podcast. So who's the hero? Here's the hero. Heroic, Hermione, a lot of different words beginning with H. He's the one who's going to save the maiden from the villain. Yeah. Save the day. He oh. is the hero. Voice and stop phrase. Ready? And hero. Leading with Eli. I will save you. I will save you. Oh, you got me there. Oh, good. Nice. Maiden. Beautiful maiden. She is absolutely useless. 
And she just wants to be saved the whole time. I so agree with you. Honestly, it's patriarchy. It's all like over, she tries isn't it? to get in trouble mm. half the time. Oh, look, I He well. should just ditch her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she is lovely and helpless and the love of the hero. He falls just head over heels for her and she somehow screws it up and yeah. gets captured. Every time. Every time. Awesome. So I want the maiden. Go. Oh, my hero. <laughs> Sounds like an elderly mother. <laughs> Nicholas, go. Oh, my hero. Quite breathy. I like the breathiness. I didn't, I didn't well, breath it. in melodrama, breathiness is important mm-hmm. for the maiden. Nice. Okay, sidekick. Oh, yeah, boss. I'm that evil sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? You want master? So the sidekick's always a little bit um, not as good. He's not on the right side of the brain. He's got that to figure out himself. I don't himself. think he has a right side of the brain. And that's actually what happens to every sidekick. Every Couple time of sandwiches short of a pick. A uh, little fun fact with Eli, which is a little segment we're going to do every, every time. It's uh, He's called the sidekick because half of his head is missing. <laughs> because he's been kicked in the side. side. Don't put that in your exam, but love it. <laughs> Fun fact with Eli. <laughs> Finally, elderly parent. Oh, yeah. Elderly parent. Is that you, my dear? Oh, I'm so sick. Can we have a little bit of consumptive coughing? <coughs> I'm so sick. Beautiful work, gentlemen. There are some performance features of melodrama. Check the show notes because there might be something really interesting in there. And didn't Nick and Eli do amazingly? And here's a little outtake right at the very end. Nicholas's naughty noises. That's my, that's uh, my other podcast we're going to plug. <laughs> and Eli's fun facts. 